This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And I love this story. The GameStop stock price is through the roof. Absolutely wild. <laughs> now, GameStop, you know, it's a video game store. Uh, this time last year, the stock price wasn't doing good. It was around $4. And uh, now it's, uh, it's up uh, over 1,000% because people online rallied on Reddit and, and other forums to... Um, to buy this stock and to drive the price up to screw over people who had been shorting the stock. Now, when you uh, short stocks, you're betting on a company to fail. So these billionaires and these super rich people shorting uh, this, this stock to uh, basically bet that GameStop was going to fail have been thwarted by a whole bunch of people who decided to buy the stock. And in some cases, the, uh, Big investment firms have just said, yeah, we lost. They got us. Lost billions. Yeah, lost lost a ton of money on this. But of course, now they want to change the rules and they want to prevent the little guys from being, being able to um, talk about uh, stocks on social media. It's not fair they were able to do that. Yeah, a taste of their own medicine. Like We all know that they manipulate and, and collude behind the scenes to make sure they make the most money possible. And now that, you know, there's there's... A few people with a lot of money teaming up. Now there's a lot of people with a little bit a of few money, money. Yeah. <laughs> and the odds have been, uh, you know, reversed. The play field has been leveled. Yeah, a little bit. The GameStop, the video game play field, has been leveled. Jim, you saw this this kind of as it was happening online, and you you went and you tried to buy some GameStop stock. Yeah, I have the Wealth Simple app and I haven't used it yet. Uh but I was like, "You know what? Cuz I've been watching this for a couple days and I'm so mad at myself that I didn't do it earlier." But anyway, so I went to go buy, you know, put some money in it transfer from my bank into this Wealth Simple app so I could start trading and it shut me down. I forget exactly what I said. Oh, here it is. Sorry, we have made a change that prevents you from being able to link your accounts. And says I can either tweet the bank or call them and try to figure it out. And so I look, if people are tweeting, I, I thought to myself, I'll look up and see if people are tweeting the bank. If it's just me or if everybody's going through this. Turns out everybody's going through this because the banks are stopping people from putting money on apps to try to, you know, give people time to get their money out. There's certain apps where you trade stocks that no longer show GameStop or now AMC or Nokia that seem to be next on the list uh, to, to get ballooned here. So you can't trade those stocks. So they're rigging the game now that the, now that the, like the small people have figured it out. Uh-huh. They're, they're rigging it back for the elites. Well, and, yeah, it has to be. It has to be uh, in favor of the people with all the money. Otherwise, yeah. it's not fair. When they lose, now the rules have to be. It's just so typical. It is so typical. This should disgust people. And yeah. like, I, I hope it, this keeps happening. You're at the roulette table, and you you make a big bet, and you win. Can the casino come out and say, sorry, yeah. uh, we've changed the rules of roulette. If it lands on your number, you don't win. Because you, when, <laughs> when, you, when you short a stock, too, and you bet for them to lose, the, it, it sends a message to the public like that this stock is going to go down. So often, if you short a stock, it'll make the business go out of business completely. Yeah. So you're like it's squeezing the same, out. It's the same thing in the opposite direction, and it drives the stock prices down. Yeah, yeah. This GameStop stock... I can't wait to hear the stories of the individuals. Like, I want to know who made the most money off of this. It's it's all rumors now. I've seen screenshots and stuff, but one example that keeps being thrown out is one young guy who rallied $50,000 into the GameStop 
uh, stock and now is worth tens of millions of dollars. <laughs> Because it went, it was like six dollars. Now it's three hundred and sixty dollars. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a straight line going up. I'm looking at the graph here. <laughs> it's like one day, two days. <laughs> Boom! Yeah, buy himself a lot of video games with that money. Oh man! Oh, he owns the company in St. Catharines, Ontario. There is a a salon called Chrome Artistic Barbering. Well, it was a salon. The owner has switched it over to be a movie set. So she can skirt the COVID rules and keep her business open during the lockdown. Her name is Alicia Herter, and let's try and get her on the phone right now. Hello? Hello, Alicia. It is. I'm looking to set up uh, an audition. I'd love to be in your movie, and I need my, my gray hair colored in. Okay, well, A, we don't do the hair color at all because we are just set up for audition interviews in the chair, right? So <laughs> right, I mean, yeah. Not part of the We've scene. got everything set up. Uh, um, I like how you didn't break character there. It's Taz and Jim calling. Awesome, awesome. I was going to say, you sound pretty jovial for first thing in the morning. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> We've been up for a while. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I mean, I've got a, I've got a young guy in um, online school, so like any parent, I mean, any, you ask me that, and every parent with a kid in online school is like, good luck. Some people are calling what you're doing there at Chrome Artistic Barbering a loophole. You have converted your hair studio into a movie studio. Are you still up and running? Is the production still a go? Oh, absolutely, and it's going better than... It. Oh, and it's it, rather than a movie, we like to say a performance studio because right now we are collecting... Our original goal was to collect audio content. Um, we started doing the video. I mean, we, we need a couple more cameras. We started doing the video, but it, really the video part's working out a lot better than we intended, hence why we're like, well, if we've got it, why wouldn't we start working on a documentary to follow if the podcast worked out well? So, yeah, we are still up and operating, and, and actually the... Um, <laughs> The auditions have gotten really interesting the last uh, couple of days because it's a bunch of new characters, right? Like there was a bit of media attention, so you got people wanting to say, you know, things a little bit loudly on camera. So it's great. Uh huh. Every, everyone's looking for their big break, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> who was the star of the film so far? Uh, is there a standout? Um. Oh, there's been a couple clients for sure. I think they know who they are. What rating are you expecting on on your production? Is it going to well, be a PG, PG thirteen, restricted? <laughs> oh, you why you know somebody that knows me, don't you? That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, oh, uh, well, I don't think we're going G. I think uh, I don't know everything. There's a little drug use, a little old. nudity in there as well. You know, it's may a, contain, not yeah. guaranteed, but no. may contain <laughs> nudity, may contain coarse language and drug use. <laughs> well, it's probably not that. It's probably more the language, right? Because yeah. I mean, it's a barber shop, which is hence hence why we like it. That talk. You know, that's the talk. It's like everyone's comfortable in the chair, right? Oh yeah, and 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 I I don't want to say I'm rowdy, but I, I don't talk small talk. So when you ask someone some questions they haven't been asked in a long time, some of the answers are awesome, right? You're so, you're running basically a, a a hair studio, a movie studio, and a therapy studio all at once. Oh, for sure, and, and really the performance studio is the only new thing. We've been doing therapy and haircuts for years, right? So, <laughs> yeah, now we're just getting in. Um, we're just trying to share it with other people. No, it's going really well. The response has been overwhelming. Like, Have you heard from St. Catharines? We want to be clear. Like, you're still respecting mm -hmm. COVID protocols, like masks 100%. and stuff and social distancing. You're only having one person in the studio at a time, correct? 
Yes, there there is different because of our square footage, and you're allowed to cast up to ten in our space. We don't have that. We will <laughs> we go one on one. The other person that's in there, if if it's like right now, if I were to have an audition, if Carla was in there doing anything for me, <laughs> Carla's six feet away. But masks are on until the person. Yeah, you're not denying this is this isn't an anti COVID. You're not denying that the pandemic is real. You're just a single mother who needs to make money to put food on the table. Well, yeah, no, I'm not denying this isn't. I'm not denying this isn't real at all. I, the, I wasn't denying this is real for the first lockdown. Carla and I test every day, twice a day. Everybody's tested and screened before they come in. There's a strict safety protocol to walk in the door, and those. And when you book your audition, that safety protocol, we we give it when they book and before they come in. They get another instructions on how to enter the safety, what we expect. It's pretty clear, and we follow that directly from the Ontario Film Commission. There's a safety protocol plan, and we've respected the Ontario reopening plan. Has anyone from St. Catharines, the city, anyone from the government of Ontario contacted you to, to shut this down? Because it is, you know, it's, it's, you're getting around one here. But am I getting around one at the same time? So when people say stuff about masks or performance, if I'm filming a production, if I'm filming, filming a performance, just like a newscast, just like a movie, just like Doug Ford going out and announcing whatever he has to, what is the difference? The difference between myself filming, is it because the importance isn't there? I mean, I'm falling under a film exemption like everybody else. And the problem, the reason I'm carrying forward with this is because I don't believe in discrimination. There are currently five movies or TV shows being filmed in Hamilton right now that are skirting, not skirting the rules, but that are under this type of umbrella for COVID protection. So you're just also putting yourself under that umbrella. Absolutely. I think there is, obviously, from the comments, a lot of people are like, brilliant, genius. Why is it okay for some people to do things and other people not to? We all have the same draws. We all have mortgages. We all have kids depending on us. We all have a livelihood or a way, you know, so why is it okay for some people and some businesses to say, you're okay to shoot, but you're not? Yeah. Why? I got to tell you. Kissing scenes, you know, like, we don't kiss in there. There's kissing scenes on there. Oh, man, there's no kissing scenes? Not even during the shampoo? <laughs> no, we don't even do the shampoo. See, that's what I mean. We To protect our clients, we're not trying to get ourselves in a position that we're over top, possibly increasing the spread. We don't do that. Everyone is upright. We don't go over top of somebody. Like, we're very respectful, and that's why... Okay, well, I think we're, the, the rating is now PG. We've we've moved it down. Nobody's going on over top of anyone. There's no kissing. We'll give you a PG, maybe PG thirteen. I'll tell you something. You, Alicia, you are definitely method. You're in it. You're committed to the role. And uh, uh, let us know if anything changes there in St. Catharines at Chrome Artistic Barbering, where the production is currently in full swing. Thank you so much, you guys. Have a great day. We'll let you get back to the haircut. I mean, performance. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. I got an audition. You have the right to remain stupid. We got a dumb, dumb criminal to tell you about. 19-year-old guy in Georgia works at a gas station and Kroger, a grocery store. Mm -hmm. And between December and January, he came up with a scheme to steal money from the company he works for. Um, He started taking fake returns running fake returns through the register. So he would pretend somebody returned something 
and he gave them the money for the product that they were returning, but he just kept the money for himself. Okay. Uh, he apparently had realized that the person who flagged suspicious transactions was on vacation. So he thought this was the perfect plan. They're on vacation. They're gone. I'm going to get away with this. Here are the authorities talking about why he didn't. Investigators believe as of right now that Mr. Brown used the money that he stole to buy cars, clothing, shoes, and guns. The amount of money that Mr. Brown took was just excessive in this particular case and obviously drew a large amount of attention to himself almost immediately. So it wasn't the the crime of the century by any means as far as being able to get away with it. (laughs) $980,000. How many loaves of bread do you have to return before you get a million bucks back? (laughs) About a million. Pretty close to a million, Jim. Half a million. Oh, that is so funny. Because you know he would have got away with it if it was like a couple grand here and there. Like It would have taken years for somebody to figure it out. Right. A hundred (laughs) bucks. 200 bucks, no. 900,000. How long was this vacation? He swung for it. The the person who flags the suspicious transactions was gone for two weeks. <laughs> and in that time, he, he, uh, he stole close to a million dollars. He bought a Lamborghini, no, a Chevy Camaro. I thought it was a Lamborghini. It was a Chevy Camaro that he yeah. bought. He ended up crashing his Camaro. Not surprised. A guns, cars, clothes, shopping spree, like... It sounds like he knew he was getting caught. So he was going for it. He just wanted to have an awesome two weeks, right? (laughs) So he must have been putting it all on a credit card. I'm just trying to think, because I just figured he was pocketing the cash and giving people refunds of cash, but there's no way there's a million dollars of cash floating around. (laughs) So he must have just been loading up a massive credit card. Yeah, or his debit card, somehow getting the money into his bank account. (laughs) Two weeks, $980,000. He has been arrested and charged with felony theft. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to be going to jail, probably. Yeah. <laughs> what Clean a, up in this guy's life. What a, what a two weeks, though. <laughs> <laughs> and let's make it official here. We've been looking for the longest last name in the Taz and Jim listening area. Uh, people posting their names on our Facebook page. We've been getting calls and texts here in the studio. Some honorable mentions, Jim. Some pretty sweet last names that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, Delagrammaticus. Sounds like somebody that fought in the gladiators. <laughs> right. Know, like, back in the day. The Rome. philosopher Delagrammaticus. <laughs> uh, we also have Derek Schwarzentruber with 16 letters. Delagrammaticus was also 16 letters. Coming in second place so close. And she also, her brother heard us say her name on the on the radio this morning and texted her this, so that she knew. Krista Vanden Neuenhuisen with 19 letters. It was wow. in the lead for a while, but it sounds like the Van Meppelen Schlepping fam. Sorry, Van Meppelen Skepping Skepping family. Van Meppelen VMS. The VMS family wins. <laughs> 20 letters. Spell it for us. V A N. M-E-P-P-E-L-E-N-S-C-H-E-P-P-I-N-K. That's going to be on the back of a one-of-a-kind Taz and Jim hockey jersey. Thanks to our friends from Source for Sports London, Hop and the gang over there. They they are going to put all those letters right across the back of a jersey, uh, down the sleeves as far as they have to go. 
And we are going to give it. Gerald was the first Van Meppen schlepping <laughs> to, to call into the show. So he's the one who's going to get the jersey. So, Gerald, if you're listening, call us back before the show's over here. And, and we'll, uh, we'll get your details and hook you up with that jersey when it's done. I know they're going to work on it today. And uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see a picture of this thing. That's like a, that's a feat. Yeah, they, they may have to do two lines for the name. It can, it's got to be the whole way across. I'm trying to think of who whose last name I've seen on a jersey. Nugent Hopkins is a long one, and it almost goes shoulder to shoulder. It basically does. I, I just googled who, what the longest names in the NHL history were. John Van Beesbrook, and it's only 13 letters. John Brackenborough from back in the day. It's only 15 letters, so this is going to be like unheard of. <laughs> I love it. We, we, of course, will take a picture of the jersey and post it on Taz and Jim Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you don't follow us, get on board. Pronouncing these names has been difficult. It's, a, it's like doing a Sudoku, just reading these names <laughs> that people have been sending us. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I'm surprised we haven't got any more. I, luckily, I grew up with a lot of Dutch and German people, so I, you know, I kind of get it. But when are the Dutch people just going to drop the van? It's almost like the WWW at the start of a website that now you don't say it because it's kind of redundant. It's true. The van, I love it. You don't have to say WWW. Yeah, yeah, we everyone, get it. Everyone knows. How- you're blonde, you're 6'3", we get your Dutch. You don't, <laughs> we don't need the van. <laughs> You won't tip. You won't tip at breakfast. We get it. You're not. <laughs> Again, Pamela Anderson got married. No. Yeah. To who? She got married again, Jim. Of course, she married her bodyguard. And no. <laughs> His name is Dan Hayhurst. They got married Christmas Eve on Vancouver Island at Pam's home there. She says... I'm exactly where I need to be in the arms of a man who truly loves me. The two of them fell in love, quarantining during the pandemic. Good for her. Found love when everybody else is lonely, you know, against the odds. Sure. Happy for her. Good for him. He just married Pamela Anderson. I, I don't know his age. Pam's 53 now. He looks a little bit younger than her, but age appropriate, I'd say. Because the last guy she married not too long ago was like 75 or something. And yeah, that, that only movie lasted producer, like a month. John Peters was his name. And yeah. that was last year. What? <laughs> Time flies when you're getting married every year. Didn't she marry him twice or so? There was some weird story with that. They announced that they were married, but they weren't actually married. And then his family hated it. Yeah, they got married again, but then he said he didn't want to be married. It wasn't a good situation. So, um, Pamela, she's married now to her bodyguard, and she's quit social media. Says she's never really been into it, and it's a waste of time. So, she posted her final post on social media, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, and she says she's done. That's it. Hmm. Found love and she's she's checking out. It's the dream. But congratulations to Pamela Anderson, her sixth marriage. You had Tommy Lee, nineteen ninety five to nineteen ninety eight. Kid Rock, remember that? Yeah, two thousand six to two thousand seven. That was fun when like Tommy Lee and Kid Rock 
they couldn't be at the same event together because yeah. they get in a fist fights over Pamela Anderson. And what they didn't realize is they're basically the exact same guy, <laughs> and that's why it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it, like a real Ken and Ryu feel to <laughs> yeah, those two guys. Slightly, you got the blonde and the brunette. They're just slightly different. <laughs> a duke. <laughs> Rick Solomon, she married him twice between 2007 and 2015, and then John Peters, whatever the hell that mess was, the the old guy that she was with last year. Hmm. I'm looking at some pictures of her new husband, Dan Hayhurst. Looks like a down-to-earth guy. He looks like a guy that we would know, Jim. Like, you know, he's chopping wood. He's helping build barns for animals. There you like, go. She loves she loves animal rights. Dan probably grew up watching her on Baywatch. Like, are you kidding me? You, you marry Pamela Anderson. Yeah, would have been better in the nineties. Let's you know, it's still cool. Still cool. I love Pam Anderson and will for the rest of my life. You know, if you had a crush on somebody, why would you want to wait 30 years before you cap? You know, it's like if, if Michael Jordan played on your YMCA pickup team, and he would still be amazing. He would still probably be the best player on the team, probably the best in the league, but he would have been better in the 90s. <laughs> probably would be the best on your team? <laughs> Who else is on your team? Shaq? I don't know. <laughs> Just saying. I'm not, I love Pam Anderson. A- she still looks great. But if you truly had a crush on her, it would have been better in her prime okay hopefully we hope she's happy just like we hope michael jordan's happy i doubt it he wants one more ring let's get him to the y (laughs) i am not gonna let you breeze over this conversation that we just had off the air i am honestly shocked and I'm going to lay it out here because I know you're going to try to weasel out of it somehow. Is this a real shocker? Is this, this a real a, shocker This was a literal shocker of a mo- <laughs> I can't believe you said this. Taz just said, as we were off the air, he said to me, I think I would prefer a COVID test to be an anal swab instead of the nose swab. <laughs> you're saying you would rather have the Q-tip go up where the sun don't shine uh, than have your nose tickle for five <laughs> seconds. No, I was sitting here and the, the story popped up on the television in the control room and yeah, I had the, uh, I found the, the sinus swab very uncomfortable. How could the butt one be left? I'd How be, more dehumanizing do you want this COVID experience to be? I'd be willing to give it a go. <laughs> How could it possibly be better? Have you have you ever had your prostate checked? You're, you're too young probably, but I've had that test done. Yeah, I haven't got it done yet. And I'm assuming that uh, the swab they'd use for a rectal COVID test would be smaller than a human man's finger. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm, I'm saying it's better than a prostate exam, but it's not better than a Q-tip up the nose. Even if it just swirled around the exterior and didn't go in at all. I the mean... The entire experience. I, in terms of comfort, I think it would be more comfortable. Like, embarrassing and situationally, yes, I prefer the, the nose. Right? Because you don't want to be there, and then somebody comes in, it's like an attractive person, uh, doctor or nurse and they're like drop your pants and yeah. bend over like I don't even know it's been years since I've even looked back there I don't know what I got going on <laughs> back there it's been years since I squatted over a hand mirror I don't care anymore <laughs> that uh, is- I, I, I feel bad subjecting someone to that but- so you're making them more uncomfortable than you would feel uncomfortable right it, it be, could be a little embarrassing but in terms of 
did you you were complaining about the nose test, the swab? Yes, yes, but th- you know how much worse is it going to be if you have to drop trowel uh-huh. in front of? Because the guy who did it to me was like twenty, he was younger than I was, so it's that's weird already. And there was all young nurses doing it. I, the, the the authorities can already come to your workplace. They go to your backyard. They can go in your rink. They can enter your house. The last place they can't enter is your butt. And now you want to open that door too. <laughs> it's your safe haven. That's the last stronghold. Just in terms of comfort. Okay, how I okay, you know, I'm not judging anybody's lifestyle, but like you have to already be comfortable with things going up there and if you're already no, used to that, that's fine. You, you're not I'm not comfortable. It's not something that happens. I've I've had the very clinical. I've had a prostate test before and it wasn't as bad as I expected, so I would imagine that the <laughs> The swab is that goes up your nose. If it's the same size, the thing's like uh, thinner than a toothpick. I know, but the COVID test, you already tested positive for COVID. It worked. You know, the like the prostate exam, you need it to early detection. It could save your life for sure. But the COVID swab test for your nose already you saved have other your options. life, maybe. You have other options is what you're saying. I'm baffled. Is there well, anybody else out there that would prefer that? Please let us know. I am so confused. I'm not saying, I said almost, yeah, and right. I think it would be more comfortable. You know, this morning when I was taking my temperature before I left the house. <laughs> Taz, there's oral thermometers. What? You can use- <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.